Hey, it's Tony. On today's show, we'll talk to Michael Wilbon, who's on the ground in North Scottsdale, not Scottsdale, North Scottsdale, <laughs> to get his reaction to the start of the NFL playoffs. And we'll talk more football with Jason Lockenfora because this is a football day. But first, commerce. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Previously on The Tony Kornheiser Show. It's sort of like writing for me. It's fun having written. It's not fun writing. <laughs> right, what's it's done? fun having done it live. It's not fun doing <laughs> is it. Is it easier for you to get out of your own head when you do it live just because you know that there's a there's a different sort of priority of getting something out? I am so worried about two things. The second thing, the lesser one, is that I'm going to make a mistake. The greater one is that Mike is going to say something and I'm going to not know what to do. <laughs> I'm going to go, What? <laughs> The Tony Kornheiser Show is on now. All right, it's a football day here. Um, we've had four of the six games. There are two more today. The Buffalo game was moved by the governor of New York, which we'll talk about on, on the show. It was moved 24 hours later or 28 hours later, whatever it is. Still taking job applications to yeah, shovel them out. Shovel them out. 20 bucks an hour, right? Yeah. And I a warm will, place will, to rest. I will say this. <laughs> That's on opposite PTI. Why we're doing PTI today is beyond my comprehension. We're going to get the smallest audience we've ever had. Just just put something else on. Put on somebody cooking. Don't, you know, you can't go opposite football, football playoffs with a sports show. You can't do it. There's, there's absolutely no point. We have snow in Washington, D.C. I would say that we have a coating of snow in Washington, D.C. that fell overnight and surprised me when I woke up to walk the dog. But we're going to get two to four inches uh, by tomorrow at this time. So I have my special shoes. I have my lined pants, which I will talk about in a little bit. A couple of quick observations. One is that it's, it ought to be criminal to have put the Kansas City-Miami game on a streaming service. Criminal. I'm, I'm totally serious. There should be a, an investigation, a congressional investigation, and Roger Goodell should be called as a witness. Because this is the NBA playoffs. This isn't some Thursday game. This isn't some baseball game or some basketball game that nobody cares about. This is the NFL that routinely draws 25 to 40 million people watching. And 22 to 41 million people couldn't have watched it on Peacock. Do you hear the numbers? There must be fabulous. So the highest streamed okay. event ever, okay. I think it was 23 million people, 30% of the internet activity, at least this is the internet activity that people will disclose, 
That's so, you know, that's a real big deal. But a lot of people were closed out of this. And I don't think that the NFL playoffs should be something you have to buy essentially on pay-per-view. And people will say, as they said to me, oh, well, boxing went to pay-per-view. And I said, yeah, it killed it. There is no boxing anymore. Yeah. Exactly because of pay-per-view. That's exactly what happened. A couple of other small observations here. I don't want to hear about Miles Garrett and Micah Parsons anymore. I don't want to hear that defense wins playoff games. No, no, that's not what happened. Offense won playoff games. Don't want to hear it. The playoff game in the cold in Kansas City, Taylor Swift won that game. That's what happened in that game. The jacket won the game. Oh, yeah. Taylor Swift is, is the biggest draw the NFL has ever had. So you hope this romance lasts a little bit longer. You know, you don't know how long it's going to. It's not. At least gets you through the draft. Yeah, yeah, that would be great if if it goes through the draft. In fact, if she had the first pick, (laughs) with the first pick in the NFL draft, the Chicago Bears select, it's Taylor Swift. How great would that be? I don't want to hear about Dan Quinn. I don't want to hear about how you have to have Dan Quinn coaching your defense. No, you don't. No, you don't. You, You could have Sally Quinn coaching that. It wouldn't have been any different. That wasn't any good. I don't know what's – look, it's, it's 8 o'clock in the morning. I don't know what's going to happen to Mike McCarthy. I think everybody assumes he's going to get fired. I, I have no idea. But, you know, that was – that game, that was a stunner. It's ridiculous. That was a stunner. It turned into a running clock three-quarter game. <laughs> Do you know that Carville's 4-0? Really? Okay, the Rams covered. They were plus three and yeah, a half. Yeah, the Rams did cover. All yeah. right, he had all the winners – and wow. you know, Carville Carville's four and zero, and he had the he had an over. He had an over on the Houston game. Houston alone was over that game. That was wild. Uh, we said this before the show started. If you think Paco Nakua is great, and he is, and if you think Paco Nakua should be Rookie of the Year in any other year, he would be. But C.J. Stroud's going to be Rookie of the Year. And I'll tell you one other thing: the offensive coordinator on that team, I think his name is Bobby Slowick. He's going to get a head coaching job. Because in that game, against allegedly the best defense in the NFL, receivers ran free on every single play. Yeah, That guy's designs are better than your designs. <laughs> it's pretty simple. Stroud had time, he had everything, and he was great. He was great. I didn't, obviously didn't watch. I watched the first 20 minutes of the Kansas City game like everybody else who was allowed to, and then NBC cut away. And NBC, and, and, you know, not a single announcer on NBC. Maybe they were told. Not a single announcer even raised the subject of, wow, is this, good? Is this a good idea? They all said, oh, exclusively, exclusively on Peacock. The worst part of and it was, was that the coverage, the coverage just mirrored what it would be like as a bad network game, which is filled with commercials, no extra sort of um, yeah. you know, design to it. And people you said they had problems seeing it, some people. Oh, I, I didn't have that. And I would, I would say the thank you was, thank you for Peacock for allowing certain users to share login information for one night as you try and figure out if you want to put this on the card. But I could have seen it in Delaware. Rehoboth Beach had it. Mm-hmm. I could have seen it. I could have gone to the men's grill and seen it. It started at 8.40, 8.45. I was going to stay 10 minutes. I just bagged it. Well, I mean, I went home. I watched what I watched. You always got to see pictures it. from the stands, right? Yeah. The frozen bottles of water, the beers. Yeah, got to see some some like that. But Andy but Reid's mustache. A few, few of those, <laughs> frozen, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, from I, the I, start. Knew, <laughs> I knew that some guy would take his shirt off. Of course, more oh, than one. Yep. They're dopes. Yeah. And I did see Taylor Swift walking in, and she had a jacket with Travis Kelsey's name on it. Right? It's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. So, I mean, she can get what she wants. Yeah. She's rich. She's got and a couple she's of Taylor bucks. Taylor Swift. So yeah. But the game itself not, was, was nothing. No, it was, so it we'll was dull. It was dull. Let me tell a story. 
I go out to the beach for reasons that will become obvious somewhere down the line. And I stop first at the Eddie Bauer store. And I buy two long sleeve t-shirts and a pair of fleece lined pants to walk the dog in. They're very ugly, but you know, this is not a fashion show. They're fleece lined pants, which by the way, I wore this morning and they were fine, except I may have bought them a size too big. They're falling off. Um, but, you know, I think I can exchange them. Get anyway, the bulk up. Anyway, I buy these two things. Allegedly, the entire store is 50% off, but that's not the case if you look at the receipt. It's not the case. Well, it's just the starting point out there. But I buy this thing. No, it was less than 50% off. It was 30% off. Mm. I didn't say anything. No, you don't have to throw a benefit from me. We go through this all the time. I have the receipt. And I spend $101.57 on these three items. The pants are like $60 and the shirts are, I don't know, 30 Whatever it was, $101.57. Pre-tax. There's no tax in Delaware. That's a pre-tax. Yeah, well, okay. But Sons tax. Sons tax. <laughs> so I bring these things back to the house in Delaware. And I have my receipt. And then I start looking through my phone. Because I don't know if you're like me. I don't know how to stop the emails that I get. I get hundreds of emails a day, 99% of which I just get rid of. Most of them are medical scams at this point. There's so many different things, yeah. but, but I get Eddie Bauer stuff. And I look at the Eddie Bauer thing, and it says, if you spent over $100 between now and January 25th, between now and January 25th, $100, we give you $10 back. Oh, so I'm excited hey, about that. And that gets this. you back to the 50% off. Yeah. I'm excited about like this. this. I'm going to get $10 back. So it's going to be $91.57. So I called the store where I bought the stuff. And I said, I was in here today. I'm talking to a woman. I was in here today. And, and she says, well, we can't give it to you. We can't give it to you unless you bring in all of the things you bought and the tags. I said, well, I threw out the tags, but I have the receipt. No. You have to have the tags. Why well, threw out the tags? Everybody throws out the tags. Yeah. You have to have the tags. And I said, do you have a number for Eddie Bauer nationally? You have a customer service number for Eddie Bauer nationally because I'm, I'm not happy with this. And she gives me a number. And that's the end of me and her. And I call. And after, you know, I don't, I don't hit like the one or the two or the three when there are specific things because I think I'm going to get a robot but I hit the thing for all other calls. I think I've learned now that that's what you do, all other calls. And I get a live human being. And he's got an English accent. And I don't much care if he's in London. I don't care. <laughs> and I explain, he, he gets my name right when I tell it to him. And I tell him everything. And he says, oh, I can help you with that. I'll get you to $10 off. Can you give me the, this particular number? And I go, well, I don't, I don't know the number. And he goes, go to the barcode. Do you see the barcode? Now, it takes me a while to figure out what a barcode is. And then he explains. I go, oh, oh, yeah, that's the thing at the bottom. The mm. bottom of my receipt. Because I'm holding my receipt. And he says, yeah. He says, there's a long number right under that. Give me that number. It's like a 20-digit number. And I assume that if I give him this number, he's going to be able to track my purchases that day. And indeed, that's what happens. He tells me exactly what I bought. He tells me where, I mean, I told him where I bought it. And I told him my dissatisfaction with what had happened earlier. And he said, I'll return the $10 to your credit card. 
This was an enormous victory. That is a great win. This made me so happy. Yes. I was so happy with Eddie Bauer customer service because I've had bad times. Pepco customer service hasn't been great for me. Um, City of Rehoboth Beach customer service when they charged me $1,000 for water hasn't been great to me. But this guy, he got it. And, you know, I was... You're looking at me skeptically. I'm just, your, your, your understanding $10. of opportunity cost is very different than mine. At this point, I don't know why you didn't just drive back to the store where they could do the exact same thing a little bit faster they for said you. They, because they said they wouldn't yeah. unless I had the tags. I didn't have the tags. I had thrown the tags out. I didn't have them. So... British British um, customer service is always better. No, it's just a, this is a this is a question of clearance where you have particularly after the holidays you have a certain amount of loss that all these stores are are dealing with particularly with fraud when it comes to people returning or sending things back that are not actually what they claim to be. This was be- about an hour of my time, and I will concede I get paid more than ten dollars an hour. <laughs> so it, it 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 was a loss for me on some level, but it provided but it a certain level so of enjoyment. Happy. Yes, a win it at the end. It made me so happy. It's like when I. I got the peacock, even though it's here in Washington and not yeah. in Delaware. When I got the peacock, that made me happy. That's to me, that's a triumph of little people. Yes. Average people, you can get something done if someone treats you nicely. But I think the store should I think the actual outlet store should have made it easier than that. I had the receipt in my hand. I had all of the goods. They should have said, just bring the receipt in, we'll scan it and we'll credit I'm you. I'm just 10 surprised bucks. you took the tags off considering you're planning to return those pants. Well, I didn't know I was planning to return them. Until you tried them on? After I bought them. <laughs> and wore yeah. them outside in and the snow. And wore them outside in the snow today, <laughs> this morning. We'll take a break. Is it Wilbon or Jason? Wilbon next. Michael Wilbon, when we return, I'm Tony Kornheiser. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. The Tony Kornheiser Show. This is Don Stewart, who writes, here are two songs from my new album, titled Don Stewart, Volume 48. The songs are up in flames and listen. I always worry when I send you two songs because you may only like one of them and then just decide not to play them at all. But since everybody's gambling, I decided to bet that you won't play the songs. Uh, That way, if you don't play them, I win. And if you do play them, I lose. But I secretly win because you played both of the songs. (laughs) Gambling is not for the faint of heart. Of course we're going to play your songs. We love your work. This is called Up in Flames. It plays in Michael Wilbon. Wilbon has had... There's there's something we need to talk about here. We're going to start with football. We're going to eventually get to Jerry Krause's widow and the end of Midwestern sensibilities. But we're going to start with Midwestern sensibilities. Because you have... In the division that you have watched your entire life, you have two teams that made the playoffs. 
You have the Detroit Lions, who won the division for the first time in 10,000 years. You have the Green Bay Packers, who started out the year something like 2-6 and six and closed fabulously because Jordan Love was fabulous. Yet you predicted before the year started that Chicago Bears were going to win the division. I was a year off. Right. So, okay. So, well, you may be more than a year off if Jordan Love stays at Green Bay. Yeah. You know, you may be. So, so explain how difficult it is to root for who you are rooting for and how joyful it is to root for who you are rooting for. Well, you know, we, we argue about this in my home all the time uh, with my wife, who, you know, is a Washingtonian, an East Coast girl, um, and, and, a, and a product of two ACC schools, Virginia and Duke. Right. And she, she'll look at me, I mean, 20 years ago, she'll look at me rooting for Iowa against somebody. She goes, how can you root? for a rival of yours in your conference. And I said, we're not like you people. You people. We root you people, you East Coast people. I do root, I root against my rivals when it's time to root against them. But it's almost like a, a, it's, it's a sense of community thing. And we know what people in the East and the West think of the Midwest, the flyover states. We, we, we know generally what they think of us. And a lot of us, I was at, I was at the golf course yesterday, it's got some national. And everybody there was either from Wisconsin or Chicago. Mm-hmm. That's it, just mm-hmm. the way it broke down yesterday. And people said, you're rooting for the Packers today, right? I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not rooting for the Cowboys. And, and Cheryl says I couldn't, she couldn't root for NC State or Carolina to literally save her own life. I understand she that. She do it. Yeah. And, I, and, and, and so she, she just – last night she's furious. She's like, you're rooting – for the Packers, who you hate. You hate. You say all the time, I hate the cheeseheads. You say it all I the time. The, I hate the cheeseheads. But, but I was, of course, I was not going to root for the Dallas Cowboys. Right. I was not going to root for any of the sort of institutional, you know, royalty that roots against the people where I come from as a way of life. So you rooted I'm geographically more than anything else. It's not even geographically. It's. There's a sort of spirit about it. I know who's in Detroit. See, Detroit's not foreign to me. They're not those people. Right. I go to Detroit. No matter what Detroit's been through, you heard, when you listen to the broadcast last night, and Mike Tirico, having lived there, Mike, Mike understands. He lives there, lives in Ann Arbor. Yes. Okay. Mike gets this. We know what people think of Detroit, because we think it too. The, the people in Detroit, you know, they may hate Chicagoans on some level. But we we we're we're sort of we're cousins, and everybody in Chicago is related to somebody in Detroit. Knows somebody in Detroit. We wear out the ground between I ninety four between Detroit and Chicago, and the same thing with with Green Bay. So we know each other. There's a kinship there. I, I have no kinship now. Look, I've lived on the East Coast for forty three years, so that does not. Let's take me and my geographic. Yeah, considering this, the two cities. That you love the most in the country, other than your home city of Chicago or Los Angeles and New York, exactly. right? Let's yes. let's not yes. go nuts here, right? But, yeah, well, you know that, of course, I but know I, that. But I know what they think. I know what they think. I know what a Jay Adonde was texting last night. Jay's from L.A., even though Jay lives in Chicago now. The people, you know, I know what they think of Detroit. Well, uh, let and me go I, through this. I'm not, I'm not with that. Uh, let me I'm, let me tell people. So we we were texting back and forth, and Mike uh, texts me about how he cannot root 
for the glamour cities and the glamour teams from the glamour cities. Now, Dallas is the most glamorous team. No, nobody would argue with that. I hate Dallas. I'm glad when they lose. Made me happy when they lost. But what I wrote back was Los Angeles may be a glamorous city, but the Rams are not a glamorous team. They spent a lot of time in St. Louis. They finally went back. They're not. A, they don't have any constituent. Cleveland. Yeah, they, they are the Cleveland, Cleveland Rams. Rams. But the, what yeah. I didn't write you because I thought about it afterwards is that, and you have to be of a certain age. You have to be probably at least 55 to 60 years old to understand what I'm saying. But if you are 55 to 60 years old, and you are and I am, you know that there is a great outpouring of affection for Detroit for two things, basically. For Motown music. Yeah. Motown music and corresponding music, white guy rock and roll music, Mitch Ryder and the Detroit Wheels, Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band, you know, Glenn Fry who formed the Eagles, that people like me, even though I'm not from Detroit, I've spent time in Detroit obviously being a sports right. writer, even though I'm not right. from it, I sort of think of Detroit as a big-time joint, and I'm happy when they win. Yeah, but you know that's, you, that is such the crazy exception. <laughs> it is. So, okay. Tony, people, look, I talk to people all the time on East Coast because I'm in New York and L.A. so much. They've never been to Chicago. Oh. Less Detroit, they don't know what it is. Where is it out there? It's, it's, it's I think culturally Detroit is an incredibly important city in Tony, this country. Tony, 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 stop. Listen, now, listen. Again, you would, I can take myself out of it in terms of literally myself. I'm talking about sense of community. Okay. If we walk through the, if we walk through the building at ABC in Washington, D.C., and, and, and just canvas people, people don't know anything about Detroit. They know, they know it was a burned-out Pelva place in the 68 riots, if they know anything at all. They know they haven't been there. They don't know anything. They may know Motown. Oh. Otherwise, when Tariqa was describing, when, when people in Detroit, including Matt Stafford, talk about what the city's been through and what the perception is, what do you think they're talking about? Uh, Matthew Stafford loves Detroit. And no, but, understood why he got booed, and he got booed. Oh, yeah, that has, that's, that's nothing. That's football. We're not talking about that. I'm talking about the cities and pe- what people think of you and where you come from. That's what I'm talking about. When those guys, starting with Tariqo, who did it so eloquently, when they talk about what it means to the city, what do you think they're talking oh, about? Oh, a big win. A big win would mean more to Detroit than to most. Than to most. But, They've waited a the long reason, time. It's not, yes, it's not just the waiting. It's what they think of Detroit. It's what Detroit has been through. Detroit, not the Lions. No, I, I, yeah, I understand. This I understand not, that. This, this, is, this is not. But I, I'm so, just saying that I have a different view of Detroit I, than. Yeah, I know you. Yeah, I know just, you do. That makes a, you like cultural. Because I'm old. It's a cultural percent. touchstone for me. I will say this: the Detroit Lions last night, and they won the game, even though the Rams covered. The Detroit Lions' first yeah, half, and the Dallas Cowboys' first half. Dallas Cowboys' first half was the worst first half any good team has ever played ever, ever, and and the Detroit Lions. Yeah. 
and the Green Bay Packers went down the they got the ball, they went down the field. The Packers did it three times, the Lions did it three times. It was remarkable. It was remarkable that the Rams hung in there because the Cowboys didn't. Right? That was that was awful. I, I, the, 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 the Detroit game to me was a crusade for Detroit. And again, I go back to that because that's that's what what mattered to me personally. The Cowboys thing is sports. Yeah. And that's a shocking, shocking, shocking. Every text I wrote had the word unbelievable. It's unbelievable what I was watching. Shell-shocked after the game. Whoa. That it was, I can't get over it this morning. So most points ever scored, uh, the Cowboys ever scored against the Cowboys in a playoff game. The Cowboys were 8-0 at home, were averaging 37 points a game, and it was 27 nothing at one point. It wasn't even the fact of any of that for me. It was the devastation. <sighs> it was the fact that you got these, uh, these, these interceptions, these pick sixes. It, 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 it was the way it unfolded. I don't care if it was 8 points or 800 points. I don't care about that. I don't care about any of the facts. It was the the, the, the dismantling of really? them. Do you think they'll fire and, McCarthy? It's only it's yeah. eight thirty in the morning out here. Um, what do you think? If it's going to happen. I think it happens before the sun comes up out here. Yeah, I, I think uh, it happens like right away because because if, if Jerry, I guess if 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 he thinks about it for two days, maybe you start to back off. Jerry is not a guy who fires people willy nilly. He does not do that. He keeps no. people for longer than most people think you will keep That's them. Right. That's right. He's so he's just, a good boss in that regard. Well, um, what do you do? What do you what? So who do you look? Somebody has to take the blame for this. The guy won twelve games Four three years in a row and okay. won the division. And he's going to. I think he will be fired. I do because I, I think, think Belichick's out there. You know, I do. You would, would, okay? And this conversation starts to play out. Belichick wants to go work for Jerry Jones? I think he might. I think he might because I think he understands who Jerry Jones is at this point. And Jerry Jones, again, is not a quick trigger guy. I might. He's got a pretty good... Dak Prescott was horrific. He was so stinking, but he's a good quarterback. He's good. But what do you do with him? I don't know. You keep him. I don't know. Let me... It's so... The fact that the Cowboys lost this way, the oh. America's team, oh. the team that everybody overrates. You know, I can't, I can't wait to – I shouldn't feel this way. I can't wait to see Carl at PMI parking. I can't wait to see our, our buddy Carl, the biggest Cowboy fan in the world. Um, just... I, I just – there's just Cowboy people everywhere. And I just want to say to them, go away. I like your suffering. Please. All right, let me get to suffer. one other thing because we're never going to do it at any other time. we got to do it now. Talk, to tell the Ring of Honor story and, and, and oh, bad behavior. Bad behavior. Jeez. The worst behavior. Um, the Ring of Honor, the Chicago Bulls decided to have a Ring of Honor. You know, the Cowboys have had this thing, and it goes on and on and on, who's in it, who's not in it. The Bulls didn't even have one. And the Bulls are now 60, 60 years old, almost 60 years old. And they decided to have one. Well, you know who goes in it. Jordan and Pippen go in it, and Phil Jackson go in it, and some other people, Jerry Sloan. You know, and Bob Love and Chet Walker and all, all of my, my heroes and men that I know. And so the, the, the state of the Bulls are so bad right now. You, you don't even know who's going to be there. So not, not, I don't mean the state of the current team. I mean just the relationships between the guys who did all the winning and whose names go in this. And Jerry Cross, of course, 
passed away a few years ago. And, and, and you know, Jerry Krause... He has, has to be there. in. He built the uh, team. He has to be in. There's no argument of anybody who knows anything, because right. a sense of anything, that Jerry Krause wouldn't be in. Even the people who made fun of him when he was alive. There's, there's, no, there's no question about that. So anyway, they introduced these men Saturday night, I guess Friday night, and for me, I watched it. I watched every second of it. I could have been there, but I, I had, you know, I wanted to be with my own family, so I wasn't there. I was invited, and I, I got goosebumps to tell you the truth, Tony. With, with certain guys they introduced, I watched all my life, like like Chet Walker, and Bob Love. But when they introduced, and, and, and enormous cheers, of course, when they introduced Jordan, who wasn't there, but who taped a long, you know, message, long, you know, grateful message to the city of Chicago and the franchise and the Ryan Dorst and this and that, which was played, you know, right there. They, the cheers were insane and they were for Phil Jackson. And then they introduced Jerry Krause, the architect of this whole thing. And all of a sudden, and when they introduced him, I started to cringe a little bit and I'm thinking, they're not going to boo Jerry Krause, are they? And 20,000 people were so it seemed, not 20,000 people. They booed Jerry Krause, booed him, booed him. And I, his widow, Delma, was sitting there. Oh. And all of a sudden, the, the, the people on the team, it might have been Stacey King, might have been one of them, I'm not sure. They were standing behind her anyway. This is their ex-bosses, their longtime boss. What? This is, this is their, her, his wife, his widow. And they were holding her hand and trying to comfort her. And you're seeing all this on camera. And she just starts to, like, sob, like, react, like, oh, my God. No, don't do this. And they're booing. And you're watching it on television. It's the most uncivil thing I have seen. It, it, it made me unbelievably disappointed in my hometown. And the people who did this, I know a great many people who have said in real time, oh, my God, how can we do this? Tony, I've, I've said this to you. I've never booed. Look, you know how many games I've gone to in Chicago in my life? All the sports, all of them. I don't boo anybody. No, nor do I. I don't boo anybody do in my uniform. I don't. I don't let Matthew do it. We don't do that. You, it's not Philadelphia when, when it comes to just a general thing. Somebody played badly booze. No, there have been more booze in, in these recent years than there were when I was a kid. If any stadium, any city, any place, it doesn't matter anymore. People are going to do that because they figure they spent their money and you were a bum. So there's more of it. But to boo Jerry Krause on that night, on this night, for this affair, That's that terrible. function, that purpose, it was so totally lacking, not just in perspective, but in civility. Yeah. I, 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 I've, met, I've met Jerry Cross's wife several times back in the day. I've, I just, I feel for her. I feel for oh, her. Oh, it's like, terrible. She's shaking and crying. Come on, it's awful. Yeah. No, it's yeah, awful. It was, you, have to, you, have to, you have to say that on the air so people know about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Literally dozens of people will watch us today. <laughs> it is so stupid that we're on opposite the Buffalo game. It's so stupid. It, it doesn't make any sense. First of all, we used to not... I thought we used to not be on because um, there's so many NBA games on, of course. There's either four or five NBA games I don't know why that we're on. are on because that, that's the, 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 the King holiday is a big NBA day. 
Um, so you've got that to start. And then you've got the switching of this NFL game, this Buffalo game, and it's like, what are we, what are we talking about? Now, what's the weather situation there today? We have a coating of snow overnight, and we are expecting two to four inches of snow by tomorrow morning, all overnight tonight. Are you serious? Why would I make that up? What 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 benefit would there be to me to I make that up? I did not know that we, that we were okay. I didn't. I got the wrong travel plan. I got the wrong travel agent because I'm flying back there. I'm, I'm going back to LA. We've got countdown. Right. And then I'm flying. To, there's no point. I played golf yesterday. We well, were in day. Arizona. I, yeah, I don't want to. That's, that's what I'm saying. Right. I don't need to be returning to a coating of snow. Um, when are you supposed to return? On the red eye Wednesday night. Oh, you won't return to a coating of snow. You return to four inches of snow. It'll be like real snow. Okay, I we'll need see. to. I need to make some. I need to <laughs> hang up with you. Yeah, go to a I travel to, agent. Right. I need to say to some people I'm related to who yeah. are flying back this just, morning. Just, well, just check the check the forecast. You'll see what happens. I'll All right, I'll talk to you later. Get enjoy right, yourself, so. Michael Wilburn, Thank boys you. and girls. Uh, we will have Jason Locke and Fora when we return. I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. Once again, this is Don Stewart. This is called Listen, and he writes, Thanks for the tip about watching Slow Horses and The Diplomat. Gary Oldman is the best. I started watching Slow Horses last night. Couldn't stop. Watched five episodes without taking a break. The problem is I kept falling asleep, so I have to watch them all over again. <laughs> this rate, it may take me a while to get worth to it. The Diplomat, but yeah, I'll get there eventually. Caught right. Thanks for making my boring life a lot better and a lot happier. Isn't that nice? Uh, if people like Don Stewart want to send in their original music, how do they do it? Send us your music by emailing it to jingles at tonycornizershow.com. It plays in Jason Lock and Fora, and we are joined by Odyssey NFL insider Jason Lock and Fora, host of the podcast In the Huddle, covering the entire NFL. I, I want to start, I can't not start with this. I can't not start with Peacock. I can't. <laughs> I honestly believe that the NFL where owners of teams and the league itself gets tax break after tax break. I believe they owe it to okay. Americans to put this on regular television. You want to put it on streaming service, fine, as long as it's also on regular television. My cousin Marilyn, who lives in Miami, says, oh, well, I watched it. I said, sure, you watched it. And people in Kansas City watched it, but nobody else watched it unless they put up a ransom to watch it. You had to buy it. If Congress wasn't filled with dopes they would actually call roger goodell in front of them and say what are you doing am i crazy or do you feel the same way um 
Yeah, I, I just think the ship has sailed with these guys um, and gals doing whatever they want, whenever they want to serve their primary need, which is um, a consistent and persistent lust for every available dollar. Um, and I shouldn't limit it to dollar. You know, peso, euro. Yeah. Um, what's the what's the uh, Brazil? I'm not sure what their currency is. I don't know. Wax. They're coming for you too. Um, they this this is how they operate. I I mean it it is it is profits uh, uberalis and it's been that way for a while, long time. They, I don't. They think shut it's out. Changing. They shut out forty million people from watching this. You couldn't watch it if you didn't pay the ransom. That's well, wrong. Yeah, I mean, it's, it doesn't like it doesn't surprise me in the least. I'm surprised it took this long, to be honest with you. Um, it, this is just this is this is what they do. This is why they play the games when they play them, where they play them. Hey. This is why they expanded the playoffs. Like, I'm not going to call it what they want everybody to call it. It's just a wild card weekend. I'm not going to call it the stupid, super thing. But, like, why do you think they did that? You know what I mean? Like, is it because we needed, like, the world really needed more flawed, mediocre teams? I mean, I, and what Green Bay did is great. Yeah. You know, but that's the first time that a seven seed has won. Well, it's only been it, three or four it, years, so. so it's not yeah. like it's forever. Well, let, let me get to no. another issue. The governor of New York issued a state of emergency for Buffalo yesterday, deservedly so, and said, we're not playing this game. We're going to move the game. Okay, we're going to move the game. The NFL acceded to that particular wish. Was the NFL also waiting for the governor of Missouri to do something similar? These, these playoffs, the, the cold-weather outdoor playoffs, are significant advantages for certain teams. I'm not saying Pittsburgh was, would have gotten hurt because they're a cold-weather city, too. Miami had zero chance in yeah. that particular game. Is is that is that fair? Because weather in December and January is different than weather in August and September. Yeah, I. How often would they take the lead and say, "Hey, this is um, a potential uh, crisis. This is a potential." public safety issue with this many people doing this. And I, I, I think the first question you asked me answers the second. Like, not, not very often, you know? Like, if, if now, if it's an act of God and that you've got people saying um, nobody can leave their house and we're closing roads, yeah. and if you're on the road, you know, you're going to have to deal with consequences, then that's a very different story, and that's obviously... That obviously was the case in, in Western New York this yeah. weekend. And that was not the case in, in Kansas City, where if you know, if you want to go out there and expose yourself to um you know, extreme cold and, and you know, elements that can cause you to lose a, a pinky toe or whatever, you know, there's they're not they're not legislating it out. They're not saying you can't do it. They're not saying that it comes with consequences in terms of your legal standing it might just come in consequence you know consequences to your um your digits your your ability to use uh, all five fingers at once like so i i i don't think the league will take the lead on this very often yeah um i don't think that's really what they do or or, or how they roll or 
or what, frankly, they, they care about. I mean, they schedule the games, and look, I mean, the whole, why does the schedule come out when it, like, why did the playoff schedule come out last night? Like, why, why, does the, why did we not find out about who's playing who till when? Why does Week 18 work the way it works? Because they're trying to maximize TV audiences, they're trying to maximize profits, they're trying to maximize eyeballs and advertising rates and what they can make from these games, and that's why they put them in certain windows. I mean, they're... There is an ultimate method to their madness. This no, I get is it, but if, you, if, you, in the world. if so you're trying to maximize eyeballs, don't put it on Peacock. It, well, but that's why they got the deal. I mean, they, they're getting all this money from these people, I mean, because there they're are certain things that they're willing to compromise in order to get that upfront money. And, and the TV deals that they're getting are, are absolutely ludicrous. And, and I, I'm, I, I don't think, like... Most of America shut that game out. Like, I haven't seen the numbers yet. And, you know, with streaming, I guess some people have a little bit of trepidation about, you know, the accuracy or how it's, you know, oversight and whatever and how real the numbers are. I, I got a feeling a lot of the country watched that game. I, I got a feeling it, the league is going to sit back and, and, if anything, you'll have more of their broadcast partners in the future asking to put it on their version of Peacock and for them to get, you know, that same sort of situation. Because I'm guessing NBC or whoever, I don't even know who owns them anymore. NBC. I like to say Cable Town, you know, from yeah. 30 Rock or whatever. Uh, whoever owns them, I'm sure picked up a whole bunch of, of subscribers. They had to they because they were holding yeah. you hostage. You had exactly. to subscribe. So everybody's in on this together. So, that, like, you could look at it as mob bosses or whatever but they're united these yeah. these familias are together like uh, so they're just going to be and you've got other arms of this who haven't had that yet and they're going to ask for it when they renegotiate these things in 3 years or 4 years or whatever it is all right let me move on to the football uh for those people paying attention to this podcast it is now 8:45 in the morning when we're talking does mike mccarthy survive this or does he get canned I don't think he survives this. Um, I, I'd be surprised if he survives this. He's at a point in time where it's not just about keeping him around, but it's about are we really re-empowering him. And that's not happening. There's no way he's getting an extension. So then it's like, well, you know, do we do we just want to – do we want to just status quo it, right? Like, just keep rolling it forward and see what happens without Dan Quinn calling the defense because he goes to Seattle or. Oh, I think his star certainly fell yesterday. Well, now look, that he, that that thing, the media has gotten so uh, fallen all over themselves to anoint him like he was some kind of genius. I mean, Apparently it, it was not. ridiculous. It was always yeah. ridiculous. Um, but that's Dallas. I mean, when they're going a little bit hot, the the, the heat that they generate and. You know, there's just the, the hyperbole and, and everything is just excess, excess, excess. Uh, he, he's not, I'm just telling you right now, he ain't going somewhere and flipping the switch and all of a sudden that's, a, that's an elite defense and, and they're great. I mean, he, he, he got a pretty good run in Atlanta. So I'm not saying the guy doesn't deserve to be a head coach, but like the idea that he's the prize of all prizes I think is, is ridiculous. Well, let me ask this. I mean... I was one of the I was wrong, okay? I was wrong about the Cleveland defense. I was wrong about the Dallas defense. 
I keep being told that Miles Garrett and Micah Parsons are the greatest thing since Seven Up. And they didn't yeah. do anything, no. which proves that the you know the other team watches film too. No, I, know yeah, what I, th- I think Miles Garrett. I don't know if we're going to find out a little bit more about him. I I wonder about him physically. Um, oh, you know, and and how healthy he was, and what was what what might may or may not have been going on there. But yeah, he got shut out, and look. I mean, I, I just think Parsons gets it gets it gets for me a little bit over the top. You know, he'll, he'll play a really bad NFC East team with no tackles, and he'll go nuts. And then it's, all you'll hear about is Michael Parsons for the next month. Like he, he's a great player, absolutely. But like the idea that he's the best defensive player in the league, I I just I don't I don't buy it. I've never bought it. Um, you know, and and. They've tried to move him around. They've tried to feature him. Like it's not like they haven't built that whole thing in a way to try to let my, you know him get the best matchup possible and let him go off. And when he doesn't do it, all I keep hearing about is, oh well, he doesn't get enough holding penalties. It's like, come on, man. Like you know, where's the accountability? At some point, like maybe they're just not as great as that they think they are. Well, that's yeah, that's part of it. Flacco <laughs> turned into but a yeah, pumpkin. I don't, I don't think he can ride with this. Right, Tony. I I don't think I I don't think that's going to ultimately be the way this goes. Um, Flacco turned into a pumpkin. Obviously, Oof. Miami had no chance in in that no. weather. I, I will say this. I said it before. Boy, oh boy, C.J. Stroud had open receivers all over the place and had great protection. Yeah, I just he just he looked great. He looked great, right? He he did. They absolutely shredded that that oh. defense. Uh, they did it from the start of the game until they got in a position where they didn't need to do it anymore. Uh, it was incredibly impressive. He, I mean, it's it's a rare, rare, rare rookie season. Like it, it's it's becoming increasingly historically significant. Uh, if they do, in fact, come to Baltimore, you know that's that's going to be another. You know, ratchet up. If you look at his home road splits, they're pretty extreme. I mean, they're really extreme from a touchdown uh, standpoint. You know, he still pushes the ball downfield, home and road. There's, you know, there's, there's still, there's. It's not like they're, they're, you know, he's asked to do completely different things, but they just don't score um, on the road like they do at home. Uh, and obviously, you know. Baltimore they, scores 30 at home. They played great. Much everybody. I don't think they can beat Baltimore, but they played great. Green Bay played great. Green Bay played great. Wow. That yeah. was, that was, Wilbon and I were just talking about this. I, in every text I had, when people said, what's going on? I would say, it's unbelievable. It, it was unbelievable. To me. I know you picked both games because the Rams covered and you picked Green Bay as well, but not like that. You couldn't have picked I them like that. I on the money line on Green Bay. I thought they'd win. I didn't think they'd, I didn't think they'd destroy them like that, oh. but I thought they had a great chance to win, and what they did taking the ball was huge. Dallas is a front runner. They are a front running team. They need the win at their back, propelling them forward. They they need to grab the early lead so they can show off Micah Parsons so they can get you into passing situations as much as possible and dictate to you and then search for matchups and live with explosive plays on defense. But if if you were able to remain balanced, if you if you're able to force Dan Quinn to put some of his heavier personnel on the field, um, then you you honestly can can they really ran it down their throats. The passing game and 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 Green Bay showed you can continue to run it on them right. too. Um, 
so I thought Green Bay had a great chance to win that game. I thought Green Bay was going to score at least, you know, I thought both teams in that that game were going to score at least 27 points. And they did. Uh, yeah. They did. That I mean, was a lot of Dallas's was garbage. Big over. That's, but still, all right. Thank you for coming on early on the week. I appreciate it. Would you oh, please anytime, man. Plug, plug your pleasure. radio show for us? Plug the uh, radio show. You can listen show. to me 2 to 6, although not today because we're off for the holiday. But most weekdays, 2 to 6, uh, on Inside Access at, or 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore or listen to us anywhere on the Odyssey app. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, guys. Have a great week. Jason Lock and Fora, boys and girls. We will have email and jingle when we return. And let me say that was Odyssey NFL insider Jason Lock and Fora. Make sure to follow in the huddle on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is the Tony Kornheiser Show. The Tony Kornheiser Show. Well, now you may think I'm greedy when I ask for free stuff from you. You may wonder I come on it when I'm on TV more than the news. Now, baby, I can buy it with straight cash. Yeah, there ain't no secret about that. But when I gotta pay for it, it bugs me, even though my wallet is fat. Well, honey, it ain't your money, cause baby, I got plenty of that. So please send me a big box of that, a free box of wine. A revolution toaster is the top of the line. Johnny Walker Blue can make me feel alright. I'll drink it by the kitchen sink on Saturday night. Well, honey, I just love taking free tickets, all free snacks, and a big box of that, a big box of that. That's brilliant. I've never heard that. <laughs> That's, That's brand Joe new. Arrow, Steve yeah. Lipton, Brad Weiss, Kirsten Onstad, and Patrick Moffat. And that's from Jingle Fest in 2023. That's brilliant. Isn't that great? That's Springsteen. That's brilliant. Yeah. We need to play that more. We'll get that in the rotation. That's fabulous. Wow. <laughs> yes. Well wow. done. Well Isn't done, that everyone. great? Yes. I, I never heard that. That's the first time we played it. We had a bit of trouble getting it approved, but we finally got the process tremendous. dealt with. So thank you for this everyone's patience. Tremendous. Yes. Um, all right. Do you want to do the Bethesda Bagel ad? Bethesda Bagels. We love them. You will as well. Just go to BethesdaBagels.com for the location in the D.C. area nearest you. Then pop on in, my friend, and you will be thrilled. Glad you made it back from Little Falls. <laughs> it's a bit dicey on the road. Well, we got snow. Yes. We got snow here. That'll do it for us today. Before we get to the mailbag, let me just say, let me hear some of that rock and roll music any old way you choose it. It's got a backbeat. You can't lose it any old time you use it. Got to be rock and roll music if you want to dance with me. Okay, so who's done that song? Okay, Charles F. Berry has done that song. The Beatles have done that song, and the Beach Boys have done that song. Yeah, and they're all great. Yeah, so come on. Who's kidding who? (laughs) Thanks to our guests today, Michael Wilbon and Jason Lockenfora. Thanks to today's sponsors. Remember, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Odyssey. If you get the show through Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. And again, that jingle was tremendous. Love that. From Tom Mule. In Bowie, Maryland, I uh, got a Peacock subscription to watch the playoff game. I saw the advertisements for the Hallmark movies on Peacock. How many has Carol watched so far? Fifteen. <laughs> Fifteen. From Matthew Thomas in Bowmanville, Ontario, in Canada, after listening intently to your Peacock dilemma this past week, I believe there is a solution you have not yet considered, moving to Canada. While countless millions of Americans were forced to download an app this weekend, we cheerful Canucks could simply tune in on basic cable and enjoy the Dolphins-Chiefs game. 
Moreover, you could kill two birds with one stone. If any of us happened to fall ill during the game, we could count on an at-no-cost trip to the hospital, yep. which provides private insurance, avoids private insurance tomfoolery with Cigna or mm. any other private provider. The cherry on top, if you move to Toronto area, where I am, Wilbon will respect your decision to move to the Midwest, <laughs> but can still lump you in as an i 95 Enjoy the playoffs, eh? That's great. That's a great email. Thank you, Matthew. From Dave in Marion Station, Pennsylvania. That's near Philly, right? I laughed when you talked about the trouble you had getting Peacock. Tonight I cried when I spent 45 minutes taking my dad through downloading and signing at the Peacock so he can watch the Chiefs and the Dolphins. I may never watch the NFL again out of spite. From Tony Beeson, forget Peacock, I'm watching Heidi. Available on Amazon Prime. Do you need help setting it up? Wow. From Tyler O'Connor in Washington, D.C. Setting a reminder in my calendar for Wildcard Weekend 2026 when Peacock cancels Tony's subscription right before the playoff games and he has to call and has no earthly idea why his Peacock isn't working anymore. From Elliot Olshansky in Comac on Long Island, I'm sure I speak for many a little when I say that the thought of you watching the Dolphins-Chiefs game at a bar in Delaware brought four words to mind. Oof, what a shot. <laughs> Best regards from Suffolk County, home of Adventureland, which, like you, was on The Americans, Season 2, Episode 1. From Dwayne Buck in the waterfront in D.C., during the storms Tuesday night, my power went out from about 8 p.m. until Wednesday afternoon. As I was lighting candles in my head, I kept hearing the famous question from Lee Smith. Ain't you got electricity in your building? Oh, that's funny. From Justin Johnson in Arlington, Virginia, I was recently asked to share some life advice for a college senior who will be graduating this semester. My advice to him was, when you move into your first home, pay attention to what day your neighbors put their trash on the street and be sure to follow their lead. Yeah, that's very good advice. Sound advice. Uh, from Mark Hughes in Ashton, Maryland. This past weekend, I was on the Florida Panhandle at a songwriters festival. One of the 175 acts was TK favorite Dan Byrne. You know, I was going to see. Before Dan said, I greeted him with a hearty lachiserie and I asked if a TK song could be worked into a set. Imagine my delight when a few songs in, he mentioned speaking with a little before the show, explains what that is, fires up a TK salute and breaks into the Victor Wembanyama song. It was a big hit with the crowd as everyone was soon singing along to Victor Wembanyama. The smile still hasn't left my face. After the show, we spoke again and Dan said he listens to every podcast. What a lovely man. The venues at this festival are quite small and you might be delighted to hear that Dan's show was held at a record store. They still exist. Magic. Many thanks to Dan Byrne and the TK Podcast for the connection. It's nice to know. From Brandon Brooks, um, I was delighted to hear on your latest episode that there is another little here in New Zealand. Okay, so he's in New Zealand, in Wellington, where I used to live. I moved to Auckland. I think that's the capital, Auckland. New Zealand five years ago when I was claimed on waivers and have been enjoying life in the city of sales. So to Mark Daly in Wellington, I'd like to shout out a hearty lachiserie. And if I may, hopefully I encounter some other fellow Littles here in Auckland at some point. Like Mr. Daly, I'm a big fan of Jason's and tell anyone who will listen to tune in for his guest spots anytime he's on. He's fantastic, as are all of your guests and co-hosts. Being from Virginia originally, I visited the set of PTI many years ago in 2004. And a big thanks to the kindness of Bonnie Burko and everyone there on the set during the day, especially you. You were such a gracious and friendly host and you made me feel right at home and I felt like I worked there every day alongside of you. Mike was in Miami covering NBA playoffs, and I got to see Statboy briefly as well. Hope the Smithfield peanuts I brought were enjoyable. I'm sure they were. <laughs> By the People, way, what? Wellington is the capital. Auckland, the largest city in New oh, Zealand. Oh, okay. Then I have it mixed up. Yeah. I, uh, a lot of a times people say thank you for treating people nicely. There's, you know, it doesn't come natural to you. We know. I know, but I do it <laughs> because they, they're the reason I'm on the air. Come on now. I understand that. Priscilla Connolly. 
On Wednesday's PTI, you and Wilbon listed the most famous Minnesotans, two of whom were fictional, and didn't mention your boy Bob Dylan. Seriously? Come on, man. What are we doing out here, man? You're 100% right. Um, I mean, if I had time to think about it, because Wilbon sort of sprung it on me, uh, I'd have mentioned Robert Zimmerman from Hibbing, Minnesota, Kevin McHale also from Hibbing, Minnesota, Tom Friedman, winner of three Pulitzer Prizes from Minneapolis, Minnesota. But I was so focused on Minneapolis, and I thought of Mary Richards. It was great. Because yeah. that's a wonderful show, and everybody knows that show and loves that show. And I think Wilbon also said Lou Grant at some point. Bud Grant, Lou Grant. I think he said Lou Grant. And so I was then Old more Grants. convinced than ever to say Mary Richards, because I knew that was the right answer. But Priscilla, you were 100% right. Uh, if you're out on your bike tonight, uh, especially in the snow, if you wear white, you're going to blend in. That ought to be fun. <laughs> Expired. Expired. Aunt Joni. Expired. Thanks, Aunt Bonnie. Oh, Aunt Joni. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,